everyone. Welcome back to the Film Speak Podcast. This is Dave. This is Amanda. And I'm Adam. And we are back with our weekly conversation about movies. It wasn't weekly for a little bit. It hasn't been weekly for about a month, but we're back and we're better than ever, and we're sorry for being gone so long. Yeah, that too. Yeah, what's up? How was everyone's week? Month. Uh, yeah, our month, my month of May was pretty good. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Just chilling. A lot of like life stuff has come up in the past few weeks so i haven't really been watching a whole ton but living yeah me too beach that was fucking dope um going to california in less than a month that's also dope i'm jealous just been just been like trying to figure out how i'm gonna save money to like because i need all the money in the world to go on this trip and i don't have a whole lot of it How was your month, Dave? My month was cool. Nothing really eventful has happened, so I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> it's like I haven't talked forever. Um, yeah, you, have, you haven't talked since the last time we recorded this, like a month ago. I know, I've, I've taken a vow of silence. Yeah. Alright, hold on. Amanda? No, I thought you watched the Bye Bye Man, Amanda. I'm on Letterboxd right now. It's about to get your shit. <laughs> Wait. Some, I some watched... Other guy, some other guy watched it and rated it one star. I didn't log it, but I watched the Bye Bye Man, like, like maybe two months ago when I was, like, crossfaded, and it was... I don't remember anything that happened. Really? Yeah, because, like, A, it was yeah. bad, and B, <laughs> yeah, it was it was the pee pee poo poo man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, my month was okay. Uh, my spring semester ended, and then less than a week later, my summer class started, and I definitely have not had like room to breathe as far as that goes. But um. I'm going to be happy once it's over, and it's going well so far, so whatever. But yeah, besides that, also really haven't watched that much besides, like, TV shows, but still have a couple things to talk about today. Nice. Yeah. Um, did you guys watch anything worth talking about? Yes, I did. Um, I watched The Mermaid. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was very cartoony and slapsticky. Uh, it's been a, a while since I've watched it, so I didn't really have a whole lot written down. No, it was. It's um, it's about these mermaids that are um, their little cove has been bought up by a businessman, and uh, it's going to be exploited. And so they decide to rise up and uh, assassinate this businessman, but the mermaid that is uh, chosen to assassinate him, falls in love with him, they fall in love together, and he, you know, changes his mind about everything uh, as far as the development goes, and his family, who is supportive of him just destroying this cove, uh, turns against him, and uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's worthwhile watching. 
to like to watch that movie at some point. Yeah. Um, Alright. Uh, I also watched Justice League Dark, which uh, I had want to, wanted to see for a while. Uh, I just hadn't gotten around to it, so I watched it. Um, I was kind of disappointed with uh, how little Swamp Thing was in it. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, a big selling point for me, although I do like Constantine and you know some of the other guys in their dead man. Uh, but Swamp Thing was kind of easily disposed of too, which also made me kind of sad because he's a badass. But other than that, it wasn't you know too terrible. Um, and then I watched Master of None. Nice. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, I thought it was good. I'm a fan of uh, Eric Wareheim. Uh, you know, his stuff with Tim and Eric and, and the bedtime stories and check it out and all that good stuff. But uh, I, I like his serious stuff too. Uh, like his, he's pretty good at directing things. Uh, he's done music videos before too. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. So yeah, check that out cool. on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> Did you watch both seasons or? Yeah, I watched uh, both seasons. Great soundtrack oh, too. Uh, yeah. Alora. Yeah, the soundtrack is awesome. Oh, oh yeah. I love that show. It's fucking great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of I that show. I, I actually still haven't finished season two because I'm like trying to savor it in. Oh my god, I watched the time. whole season in like two days, and then I regretted watching it that fast because I was so sad that it was over. Yeah, that that's exactly what I did with like love season two. Like we literally watched it in a day. Just, I just don't remember shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I gotta go back and uh, go back and uh, finish finish that series. Yeah. I rewatched the last few episodes of season two, um, which I think were probably the best out of the entire season. So I was like happy in that sense because I don't feel like I missed anything, but I was just kind of like. Oh man, I have to wait like another sure. year for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially with how, you know, without saying too much, how they leave it. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was that it, Dave? Yeah, that's it. What about you, Friendly? Only really like a few things um, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, this Amazon Grateful Dead documentary uh, I talked about a while ago but finally came out on like June 2nd I think Um, it's like a six part broken up like a TV season type deal but um, every every episode deals with like something different or like a different era of the band or you know like a couple different topics for like points of their career but uh Overall, I'd just say that, like, it's it's just an amazing piece of, like, documentary filmmaking. Like, there's, like, a complete story that that, that they tell, but always keep it interesting. And it, like, ties in things from the first episode, like, the very beginning. Like, it ties them all back in at the end. And, I don't know, it's a really cool, like, kind of, like, dream-like documentary in a sense because there's a lot of people who aren't around anymore who are like all over this thing but they edit it in a way who so that like you know the real interview footage of them seems like it's valid to be but, like 
it, it could have been recorded for this thing, you know, like they, they, they make everything else around like old documentary, like old footage of Jerry and like other people who are important to the band from back in the day. So, um, it's really crazy and, uh, it's really great. And I'd say like, you know, I would recommend it to people even if you're not a fan of them because there isn't just like tons of like, you know, masturbatory like stuff where it's just, you know, them playing whole songs in the middle of like the scenes or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's all like, it's an ever flowing story that is pretty intense. Um, those guys lived like some pretty crazy lives. So it's cool. That's you, cool. You, you should all check it out. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, I, I probably will watch it again when it comes out on, like, like DVD or Blu-ray or something. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Twin Fucking Peaks. Um, I know you guys aren't, like, super... I don't know, have you watched the show, Dave? Yeah, I've watched the, the show. I haven't watched the, the new season yet. Yeah, yeah. But you've seen Fire Walk With Me and stuff, or... Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I glued through the, the box set when I got the Blu-ray. Nice. And yeah. you haven't seen it at all, right, Amanda? No, I haven't finished the original series. I've seen about, like, a little bit after the beginning of season two, but I just kept getting distracted with other things, and I haven't finished the whole thing yet. I'm gonna, I think gotcha. I'm, like, I think I'm honestly just waiting for this revival to be done so I can just, like, go through the whole thing at once, but I I also oh, have no idea. No, do, do, <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Why? You, well, you, I'm just saying, like, it's a show that kind of, well, most of the second season is kind of eh, but, like, it's, a, it's an awesome thing to, like, slowly, like, take your time with, kind of. At least, so like at least like the the core episodes that you need to see like for the mythology are, you know, because they're like really dense and weird. But I don't know. I, I just as someone who tried to marathon a bunch of episodes to like catch up for this new season, like I don't know. I, I would recommend like taking it slow. Okay. Personally, but uh, you know, not like crazy slow, but just don't like. I don't know. Some of the stuff, once you hit season two, you can definitely do that with, because it's like, to be honest with you, like, some of it is, is sort of bad when, like, he's not directly in, David Lynch or Mark Frost are, like, aren't directly involved with, like, what's going on, you know, but all the mythology stuff, um, I watched, I watched, like, uh, a bunch of episodes, and then I, I'd never seen Fire Walk With Me, or, like, any of the, like, supplemental, like, Basically, he made another, what could have been, like, a movie um, out of, like, all the deleted scenes from Firewalk With Me. So there was, like, a lot of people from the original show that, like, didn't, characters that didn't make the cut, like, their scenes didn't make the cut of the final movie. But all of that stuff is really, like, interesting. And uh, Firewalk With Me is, like, one of the most, like, intense like upsetting things I've seen in a long time. And I was like super surprised that the tone of it was like way different than the show was in a sense where like all the reins are off. Like everything is so, the world is so like seedy and just gross in reality, you know, kind of, cause it's all, it's like a prequel to what happens in the, the series. 
and that's like in the first episode you realize that uh, there's you know basically this FBI agent is coming to this small town because there's been like a murder of like a young high school student female high school student but this is a whole story or like it's it's the whole like build up to that night that she died and uh, it's pretty intense and to find out like you know a lot of the things that you didn't really realize from the series is just like it's just pretty unsettling. Um, but anyway, I watched that, and that, like, shook me. And then the next day, I watched all of the first four episodes of Twin Pe- the new season of Twin Peaks, um, The Return, as they're calling it. Um, and those four are... I, I can't even really say, like, it's like a... It, it's all... Those four are pretty much, like, essential to each other. Um, and not that the story isn't, like, linear or something, but we're kind of at, like, a... We've come to, like, a different place in the fifth and sixth episode than we were before. So, the, like, tension that was there and, like, the incredible weirdness of those first four episodes, just, like, mind-fucky type of shit, is, is sort of fading, but in, like, a really great way because now we're, like, starting to see some like characters again or or and like also like a like a version of what the show used to be kind of again i don't know it's hard to explain because it doesn't feel necessarily like twin peaks but it damn sure feels like david lynch you you know what i'm saying yeah um but it's it's cool it's really really just crazy and like super wild and i'm loving that every week until like September there'll be like a new episode now and just David Lynch and Mark Frost wrote and David Lynch directed all of them and like I don't know it's just really good like the music so far has been like really good basically like spoiler for this new season but every episode has ended in a bar where like a band is playing and every band every week is different uh like this Episode six was like Sharon Von Etten, the the Chromatics. Is that like Kill for Love and the Drive soundtrack people? Right? I think so. Yeah, I think it's the Chromatics. They're in an episode. And there's been some other like recognizable artists, and uh, I don't know. It's just been pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and like now it seems like it's like every episode, there's like a pattern where every episode is just ended with like the band on stage. And it's just like a gut punch because it's like as soon as you hear them playing, you know that like there's no more, at least so far, there there's like no more scenes. You know, it's like the credits are going to roll. So it's it's pretty intense. It's it's been it's been amazing so far. I'm, like, trying not to think about it on, like, a critical level too much just because it's, like, a little confusing and I just don't want to, like, overthink things, you know? But, um, it's definitely out there. And I hope everyone is, everyone who should be watching it is watching it because it's awesome. And, uh, that's really it. That's cool. I watched Dazed and and Confused today, but, uh, I'll probably just talk about that more next week. I honestly love that fucking movie. <laughs> Days of Confused? Yeah. Yeah, it's so great. I just watched it on Criterion Blu-ray, which is like something I've had for a long time, but never actually got around to watching. 
Yeah, it's so good. It's like such a, it's almost like perfect to me. Like everything, except for like some of the dialogue is not, not like dated in a way, but like because the movie rolls so fast, like some of the dialogue feels sort of forced, but it's only like slightly. And I only really noticed that like today, actually. Um, you know, I've seen that movie like 50 fucking times, so. I yeah. never really thought about it in, like, a critical sense before, like, this time around, just because of, like, doing this podcast. Um, but, yeah, it's still, like, the greatest. Yeah. The greatest, like, like beginning of summer movie ever. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I will just say, like, some more about it. Like, I think Richard Linklater is, like, a pretty much, like, a master at just, like, capturing, like, American youth, sort of. I don't know, like, he's done it for, like, three different eras, basically, uh, with, like, the, 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 the Days of Confused, and I've talked about Everybody Wants Some on this podcast, I think, but that, and then Boyhood, which is, like, this amazing trip through this kid's life, like, life, and, you know, you get to see everything in the background, like, changing as, like, or, like, you know, pop culture is, like, a big part of that, and, I don't know, he just always, like, nails everything, I feel like, and, you know... It may be too like a fault, but like the music is always like of the time. But yeah, I love that guy. He's great. Richard Linklater for the win. I actually didn't realize that um, he did Boyhood. Yeah. That's pretty I cool. I love Boyhood. I know you do. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. What about you, Amanda? Okay, I have a I have like three different movies that I want to mention. The first one is Berlin Syndrome, which just came out very recently. Uh, it's about it's about this girl from Australia who's in Berlin, and she like meets this guy, and they hook up and have this like you know like fun weekend together. But then he just like there's like this part where they're like in bed together, and they're like, oh, like I wish that I could stay here forever. And so he just, there's like a, like a switch flips, no, a f yes, that's the right word that I'm looking for, um, but then like the whole tone of the movie changes and he like locks her in his apartment and just decides to fucking keep her and she like can't get out and um, it was really terrifying. <laughs> uh, it was like, there's maybe a total of like four consistent people in this movie and I'm realizing more and more that I just, like, really have a thing for movies that take place in, um, in, like, close quarters. Like, the majority of this movie takes place in an apartment. And I'm realizing that, especially for, like, the horror genre, that this just, like, really works for me. And makes things, like, way scarier. Because you can't, you can just, like, trap so much emotion into one place. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. It was really, really crazy. Really, like, tense the entire time. Um, Teresa Palmer is the girl, and I'm a big fan of her, especially after seeing this. The acting was, like, incredible. But yeah, no, it was just really scary. Like, really, really, really scary. It was kind of, like, in a lot of ways, it's, like, the typical, like, kidnap movie, but I think there are elements that make it stand out from other movies of its caliber, and, um... I feel weird saying that I would recommend it, but, like, for me, it, it is a good movie, and, like, 
I don't really think I'm gonna watch it ever again. But if you're, like, into some fucked up shit, I guess, like, this is right up your alley. But, yeah. If you love love, um, Room with Brie Larson, you're gonna love the Berlin syndrome. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, both movies have... Oh, no, never mind. I'm not gonna say that. That's a spoiler. Um, (laughs) um, The next movie I'm gonna talk about is Shangri-La Suite. Uh, which I really, really enjoyed, and I have been trying to actively see this movie for, like, a few months now, and, um, I happened to check the other day, and it was on, like, Amazon Prime Video, and I honestly, like, a little side note here, I'm just, like, really, like, the past, like, couple times I've found a movie that I've been trying to see for a while, it has been on Amazon Prime, which just, like, shocks me every single time, even though I guess it really shouldn't, since, like, they spend maybe the same amount on their media as, like, Netflix does, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so this movie Shangri-La Suite, I really, really, really liked it. It has this, like, charm to it, and it's very, like, stylized the 1970s. And also, another thing is that it's narrated by Burt Reynolds, which I didn't realize until after watching the movie. But, um, it's about this couple that breaks out of a mental facility, and they road trip across the country on a mission to kill Elvis. And, um, I don't know. It has its charm. It's very quirky. Um, the director is this dude named Eddie O'Keefe, and this is actually his first feature-length film. Um, I knew about him because he, his little brother is in this band that I like, and he does all of the music videos for them. And so I was familiar with him that way and, like, followed him on social media and stuff. And so I've been seeing the campaign for this movie for a while now. And it also has Emily Browning in it, who he's dating in real life. Um, And I absolutely love her and everything. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really liked it. I think it was, like, I don't think it was, like, perfect by any means. But I do think it was extremely enjoyable to watch. And I'm really excited to see anything else that Eddie O'Keefe comes out with in the future. Cool. Yeah. And then the last movie I'm going to talk about is A Cure for Wellness. I was really excited to see this movie. I'm definitely the type of person who, like, like, I watch movie trailers and, like, find new movies that way, um, that I'm interested in and everything, and this was definitely one of those movies that I was excited for for, like, a few months, but I finally sat down and watched it, and I was, like, pretty disappointed in it and also found it to be... uh, I feel bad for saying this, but I found it to be, like, pretty, like, forgettable, and, yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird because it had, like, a lot of hype around it, too. Uh, I think that Dane DeHaan deserves better than a lot of these, like, shit-ass roles he's been getting. But I just, I don't know. I just didn't like the movie. I didn't find anything about it particularly original. And, like, I just think it had, like, such a... I know I've said this to both of you already because I've talked about it to both of you. But it just has such a, like, high budget for what it is. Like... There's, like, a CGI deer that gets, like, hit by a car in the beginning. And, like, while I was watching it, I was, like, like, how much did that cost? Like, I was, I don't know. It was just, like, kind of crazy. But, um, I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought that it was, like, honestly, if you want to watch a good movie 
with this like somewhat similar subject matter just like watch shutter island and like you'll have a way better time but yeah end ranch there i guess before i get too negative but yeah those are those are the ones that i had to mention for now word yeah i'm definitely gonna skip that movie yeah definitely do (laughs) well I know a movie we all watched a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is gonna be rough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Enter the dragon! Woo! (laughs) Yeah, Dave, this was your pick. Yeah. Alright. I wanted to uh, rewatch this movie, and uh, I wanted to make you guys watch it too, so we could talk about it. So. first time watching it and it was also oh one of my notes literally just says I feel like an asshole because this is my first time watching anything with Bruce Lee in it and I also um until I was like I didn't realize until I was reading about the movie afterwards that this was um his last film which is pretty crazy but um yeah I mean it's it was an it was exactly what I expected out of, like, a 70s martial arts movie. Um, it's extremely fun to watch with, like, the right right amount of, like, cheesiness to it. But, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. Um, I've seen it before, not for, like, a bunch of years. It was fun to rewatch. Um, it reminds me a lot of, like, Mortal Kombat, which is a movie that I loved back in the day. Yeah. It clearly, clearly takes, like, you know... I don't know, like, like the Mortal Kombat franchise, like, the mythology of that is sort of different than, like, the movie was, and this movie actually feels like, a, like, someone watched Into the Dragon before they fucking directed Mortal Kombat, you know, because it, it feels, or, like, wrote Mortal Kombat, because it feels sort of similar, but, um, mm-hmm. I guess I don't really know what else the Mortal Kombat movie would have been like, uh, so I don't know, I don't know why. It could have been, like, Bloodsport, have you ever seen that? Not... Not, like, consciously, I was a kid. Actually, with the the one guy, Bolo, in this movie, he was, like, the big guy. Uh, He's the bad guy in Bloodsport, which is also a tournament, too, so. Gotcha. I'm not sure if this is the first uh, movie that features, like, or, like, one of the first major movies that features, like, a martial arts tournament, but it's definitely one of the one of the vehicles for, for martial arts movies to, you know, for story, like, you know, Karate Kid even uses the tournament at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really, like, ever, like, watch Kung Fu movies, um, or Karate movies in general, honestly, it's just not really, like, my bag, but I really like this. I, uh, I don't know, it's, like, it's sort of, like, funny when it wants to be, and I love Bruce Lee's demand, like, it was so cool to, yeah, he was to like, a when he's, like, talking about how, like, there's no opponent, basically, like, in the beginning, or like, getting trained for the mm-hmm. event. I don't know, it's really cool. 
Yeah, I agree. He's just such, like, a, a cool person. Yeah. He had, I mean, I don't know. I can't attest for his other movies because I haven't seen his other movies. But, like, his acting style or, like, his demeanor in this movie where he spends, like, most of the time on screen just, like, observing everything around him just, like, automatically yeah, yeah. makes, yeah, like, automatically makes the viewer interested in, like, whatever the fuck he's about to do. So. Yeah, yeah definitely. And he's, like, a fight scene. He's, like, sizing people up. Like, when he, he fought the guy, O'Hara, like, every time he was, like, striking, it was just, like, really precise and like a stunning or disorienting kind of thing so he could kind of, like, you know, jump in, strike him, and then, like, step back and just kind of, like, kite him around a little bit and sort of, there were no wasted movements, really. It was just, like, very, and he kicked the shit out of him, too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he beats the shit out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I don't even know if he gets hit the whole movie. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he just, like, doesn't even really give people a chance. He's just, like, on them. Um, we were watching this, I think we tried to watch this realistically, like, three weeks ago, right? Uh, I'm not really too sure when it was. It's been a while. This week, yeah, this I week like marks a month. A month? This week marks a month, yeah. Oh, sorry, okay, Josh a Wolf. <laughs> well, a month, <laughs> well, a month ago, Roger Moore died. Oh, yeah. The day that we were gonna like uh, the day that I watched this movie, and I thought Roger Moore was John Saxon for like a few <laughs> minutes. Like I was like, "Damn, that's crazy that this guy's like in this movie." And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it turns out that it's not. But I was still wanted to give a shout out to Roger Moore because rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. It actually took me two tries to watch this movie because the first time I was um, inebriated. <laughs> Yeah, I, wa- I watched it twice, and I'm still, like, I'm not, like, I mean, like, it's a very, like, clear movie, but I, I don't know why my brain is, like, uh, rattled. Obviously, <laughs> I, I it's part out, but it's just, like, I don't know. I'm, like, having trouble remembering, like, a whole lot that happened. I remember something happened with, like, is the whole thing that he's, like, keeping women, like, yeah, he's, the Han is keeping women, and uh, I believe his sister is being held captive as well. Well, I thought I thought his sister died, and he was going to like avenge his sister's killer, or like you know get vengeance on his sister's killer. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. It's been it's been a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so right. I don't. Yeah. Either way, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> A month or not, huh? <laughs> Pretty chill. Yeah. Still, still good. Uh, the music is awesome in this. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, absolutely. Jim Kelly is awesome in it. Yeah. Also, um, in addition to Bolo Young in there, uh, Sam Hung, who has also had a lot of hit uh, martial arts films, and also Jackie Chan plays three separate thugs throughout the movie. Dang. Which is also pretty awesome, yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize. I didn't realize it either. I looked it up on IMDb, but, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's Jackie Chan. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's crazy. You're like, oh, there's his name on IMDb. Holy shit. Yep. 
Is Jim Kelly the last dragon? No, no, he's not. No, who that is. Because it's the same director, right? It could be wrong. Whoever directed this, I can't remember the guy's name, but he made like a bunch of these type of movies. No, this is Robert Klaus that did Enter the Dragon, and The Last Dragon was Michael Schultz. Mm. Klaus Schultz. No one's ever seen him in, this, in a room together before. That's, That's true, they could be. <laughs> I've never seen The Last Dragon, but I've always wanted to. I saw it a lot when I was, well, not a lot. Uh, I saw it multiple times when I was a kid, and uh, I don't remember much about it, but I do have it. And I need to watch it among, you know, all the other things that I need to watch. I haven't really seen a lot of, like, martial arts movies. Um, this is one of them. I don't even know if The Karate Kid counts, but I had to watch that in school. And then... Um, you, you had to watch it? I had to watch it. <laughs> like, it, actually, it wasn't even in school. It was a part of this, like, tutoring program that I was in in, like, middle school to just, like, try to help my memory, and I had to, like, watch Karate Kid and, like, write about it. What did you write about? I don't remember. It was, like, over ten years ago. But I just remember having to watch it. Anyways, and then also, like, when I, <laughs> when I was little, it was, like, Jackie Chan everything. So, like, one of my favorite movies growing up was, like, The Tuxedo with him and Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> I love it. Did you it. ever see Rumble in the Bronx? No. Oh, man, that is so good. Yeah, we have to watch that one day. Yeah, I only ever saw, like, goofy fucking movies like that, too. Um, like, Shanghai Noon. Yes. And, and uh, some other shit, but, I mean, if we're talking, like, you know, Karate Kid doesn't mean shit to me when you're talking about the three ninjas. I mean, oh, okay. Um, we was, have that. That was, that was my karate kid. We have that on VHS at my grandma's house. <laughs> Who else? Oh my god! I wish I, I wish I could remember the fucking kids' names, but I wanted to be all three of those kids <laughs> like at once. I'm so jealous of them. Their fucking cool room. Also, uh, another, another one. Surf ninjas. Have you guys ever seen that? No. No. There's like not a lot of uh it's it's like a blasphemous to call it a martial arts movie because it's really not at all and it's fucking terrible but it's so good it's like one of the, the like best like worst movies ever mm-hmm. i loved it um rob schneider a young rob schneider's in that oh no dude you guys <laughs> you would especially you amanda you would freak out watching that movie because like they're from you know like somewhere coastal California, but I'm sure like you know guys that were like this in Florida or something. Yeah, you know? probably. <laughs> oh, uh, Colt, I remember was one of the three ninjas' names. Nice. I always thought that That's was a cool good name. name for a ninja. Yeah, I but agree. Yeah, like, well, he was one of three. Um, <laughs> so he might not have the coolest name. <laughs> yeah, no, there was. I think it was like. Mikey? Mikey wasn't a cool name, but... Yeah. No, not if you're a ninja. No. But uh, the same guy, the reason that that movie... Like, I never watched Karate Kid much growing up, but I really didn't like, care about it. But um, the same fucking instructor is... In both Pat Morita? Yeah, Pat Morita. 
he's like their grandfather or something in this movie and he because he's like a little older this is like 1990 mm-hmm. he he's like their grandfather who their mom like doesn't want them to hang out with and, or like something or like their dad's like worried about them like learning ninja stuff but then of course <laughs> like, well, that's a fear of every parent yeah they don't want their kids doing ninja stuff yeah. um, but but then of course they uh you know, like they have to be ninjas because they're like <laughs> their, house, their house gets attacked. It's in their blood. I mean, yeah. Three suburban white kid ninjas, you know. Was Pat Morita the grandfather? Yeah. Yeah. You know they're up to some some ninja shit. Well, yeah. Actually, now that I think about that, it's pretty weird because they're all like, I don't remember like if the, maybe Maybe the mom was... I don't know. I'm talking a lot about Three Ninjas. Uh, I guess we should be talking about Enter the Dragon, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see a mashup, uh, Enter the Three Ninjas. Um, yeah, that, sounds, that sounds really rough, actually. Yeah, that does sound... <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Enter the Three Surf Ninjas. Yeah. I don't want to be entering any ninja kids. <laughs> It's probably for the best. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, peace. (laughs) (laughs) We shut down. (laughs) Did you guys like have any other notes or like anything else you want to say about this? Um. Uh, Oh. I have I have a couple things to say. The first thing is that during this movie, Bruce Lee was using cannabis uh, heavily and kept a jar of brownies on his desk. So, all that shit he was doing, he was high on the, the marijuana. So, pretty good for him, yeah. Um, I've never met him, but I trust him. I do too. <laughs> He's, he seems on the level. <laughs> um, another thing that, uh, this is the only complaint that I have about the movie, is uh, Bolo went down way too fast. Like, he got took out <laughs> like way too easy yeah he's, he's a buff dude he's supposed to be like a mini boss you gotta you gotta but is, is Bolo like the leader's hand, right hand man yeah yeah he's the big dude well that I'm pretty sure Bolo is who like killed Bruce Lee's sister prior to him coming to this island oh probably so, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it goes and he's trying to, like, he's basically, like, secretly signing up for this thing so he can go, like, show that motherfucker who's boss. Um, I thought he would, no, he wanted to, like, take out Han. Like, the whole empire. Mm. Well, I'm, I guess maybe that's, yeah, like, maybe the way he's faking being in this tournament so he can, like, get his own shit done on the island. Right, yeah. Know. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but another thing is at the very end when Han is coming at him in the Hall of Mirrors and he has the the knives on his hand. That's a badass scene. But if you're Han, why in the fuck are you just going to come at him and scratch him up a little bit? Like, all that's going to do is make him look cooler and it's going to sell more action figures and, like, you just fucking go stab him in the face with your knives. You're a bad guy. Yeah. Be 
bad. So yeah, he's like, I just want to like scratch yeah. him a little bit. I'm just gonna toy with him and nick him in the face a little bit, and then like get him on the back. Fucking knife him up. I don't want to enter this ninja. I just fucking scratch him up a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be called scratch up the dragon. Yeah, scratch the dragon. <laughs> Enter the scratchies. Oh man. <laughs> um, how did uh, Bruce Lee die again? Like I know it's during filming, but uh, I heard, or I just recently watched a video uh, where Chuck Norris said that he was taking medication for his back, and then he had a headache, and. Somebody gave him like an aspirin that reacted badly with his medication that he was taking for his back, and uh, that well, that was you know what Chuck Norris had said. So I'm not sure if that's true, but according to Chuck Norris, that's the real reason that he died. But um, yeah. and Brandon Lee, his son, died on while filming. The yeah, show. okay, that, that's when. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I remember all that. I remember going through my crow phase. Oh, yeah, we all had crow phase. When I, uh, when I entered the crow. <laughs> have you ever seen the crow, Amanda? What? Have you ever seen the crow? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the best. Do it. Like, cheesiest 90s, like, action type of shit, like, of all time. So goofy. Like, plus, like, a guy in, like, like face makeup the whole time with long, black, like, hair. I don't know if you yeah, know that. I actually haven't done that movie in a bunch of years, but I'm sure... It's I haven't either, but... I mean, that's a movie you should see. Yeah, it's... I don't cool. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly... I think, like, you would, you would find something you like in it. It's not, like... It's just weird. It's definitely, like, super dated at this point. Yeah. Lots of uh, real bad music. I saw that one and the second one both in the theater. There's a second one? Oh, there's, There's like, a couple of them. Oh, no. Yeah, they're all different crows, too, I think. Yeah. Well, I think a couple of them were the same dude, but, yeah. Oh. I think Steve. Like, the wrestler, the WCW wrestler, was uh, on it for a while. Like, one of them for at least a movie, I'm pretty sure. I wish it was Sting from the Police. That would be awesome. No one wishes it was Sting from the Police. I bet Sting (laughs) probably does. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Let's bring it back in. Yeah, I think so. Um, The last two notes that I had was that... um, Throughout, like, it was a, I mean, without all the, like, ugly shit that was going on, it was a pretty cool, like, set design-wise, like, look into Chinese culture. And then, um, also something, I hope that, like, I'm not the only person who's gonna point this out, or, like, who is gonna agree with me here, but, um, the final, like, battle scene, he, okay, so, like, Bruce Lee almost looked like he was like stop like stop motion animated at certain points at least to me like it was like something was i mean maybe it was just like the way i was watching it or something but like he it looked like 
It was visually as if he was like a like a claymation almost. <laughs> and then the acid kicked in. I mean, no. <laughs> Maybe okay. it was something with like editing or I don't know. Maybe like you know, like the digital transfer of it just makes it look like super jarring or something. Yeah, maybe. It was cool though. I was like about it, but I was just like, "This is kind of nuts." <laughs> yeah, no, that's weird. I, I didn't notice that. Um, does anybody want to play a tag yourself or a recast? <laughs> nah. Nah. Okay. Um, I am Jim Kelly. I am the cobra in the bag that keeps getting slapped on the head. Um, I, no, never mind. <laughs> I don't wanna. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. I was gonna say that I'm the dragon, but then I thought about the title of the movie, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, let me see, I would, um, I would probably recast, uh, Bruce Lee with Colt from Three Ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Just kidding. We're, we're not playing that game anymore. Yeah, no, we're done. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> then, maybe sometimes. Maybe, but whatever. Um, <laughs> all right, does anybody have anything else they want to say about Enter the Dragon? No, thank you. Okay, ready for this spiel that I haven't said in like a month? This is crazy. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps it up for this episode of Film Speak. If you like what you've been hearing, make sure you check us out on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, our episodes are available on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. All right, bye, y'all. See you next week. Hope bye you bye have a good everyone. week. <laughs>